What happens when revival breaks out, when people anywhere meet Christ as Savior and Lord? They rejoice, and they begin to share their newfound faith in Jesus. That happens where you and I live, and it's really evident in Cuba. For example, church buildings in Cuba are hard to come by. Pastor Javier learned this as he first met Christ in 1999 at a Baptist church. He too wanted to share his newfound faith. So in a far off neighborhood, he started a house church, which began to grow beyond the confines of his home. At one time, he practiced the West African dark religion of Santeria. Now he wanted to share the light of the gospel. From his house, the church moved to all they could find, a storage container, from eight to now a hundred and still growing. What drives Pastor Javier? He tells us Cuba needs to know that Christ is the way, truth, and life. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Friday, we're wrapping up a series called Together for Cuba. Back on the program with me is the speaker of our Spanish language program called El Faro de Redención. Dan Warren, good to have you back with me here. Muchas gracias, Carlos. It's great to be back with you today. We opened the program talking about Pastor Javier. He used to be in Santeria. Then he met Christ. He planted a house church. And then he ran out of room in his house, so then he moved to a shipping container of all things. Can you just tell us a little bit more about how this church has grown in Cuba? Sure. It's a wonderful story. We've actually been able to share Pastor Javier's story on El Faro. Uh, the church is called La Sinagoga de Cristo, or the Synagogue of Christ, and it's in Coco Solo Marianao, which is just a fun word to say, Coco Solo. Lonely coconut. I'm not really sure why. Well, Pastor Javier used to practice Palo Monte, which is kind of a darker strain of these uh, Afro-Cuban religions. And after facing a crisis and losing his home, he was invited by a stranger to visit a church. And he was saved on February 14th, 1999 in this small Baptist church. Uh, soon after that, God provided a home in this far-off neighborhood of Cocosolo. It's a very small uh, village that's uh, faced a lot of hardship. It's, it, there are a lot of, there's a lot of poverty there. And he begins a house church and moves the house church. Uh, like you said, it grow, he, they grew out of the house. And so they moved into a storage container that was placed next to the home. Uh, this community of Cocosolo, they, they're really plagued with idolatry. There's a history of slavery, just a lot of darkness in this uh, part of Marianao. Uh, the Container Church started with eight people, and it grew to over 100 people. So they've added on to the container. They've built hmm. makeshift uh, rooms in addition to the shipping container. And the church now has actually planted three other churches in neighborhoods nearby. So there's this this uh, expansion of the gospel happening out of a shipping container in Marianao, Cuba. Uh, his motivation, as he shared with us, the church's heart is this. It's God's way is the true way, and Cuba needs to know the truth. ¿Cuál es el Cristo resucitado entre los vivos y los muertos? ¿Por qué él fue a la cruz del Calvario? People in Cuba need to know that there is a way for eternal life, that there is a way 
where God provides miraculous life change. Cuba is a nation that needs to know that Christ is the way, truth, and life. Why he came to live and die for his people. That was Pastor Javier of Sinagoga de Cristo in Coco Solo, Cuba. What a profound story of how revival takes place and how it's still continuing to grow in Cuba today, even with all the hardships we've been talking about the past Mm. few days. Mm -hmm. Well, in a moment, we're going to turn to Matthew 28, and we're going to hear how Cubans are now not just ministering the gospel inside their country, but also outside where they live, sharing the gospel, being missionaries. And one of them is even in Ukraine right now. But first, let's open the program with Steve Green, all over the world. All over the world, the gospel grows, planted in human hearts. All over the world, the Father shows, love that's in his heart. And his voice goes out to every part, till everyone has heard. And the wind of the Spirit brings new life in Christ all over the world. For the glory of the Father, for the honor of His name, for the fullness of His pleasure, for the radiance of His fame. So let the nations rejoice, and let them lift up their voice, and everybody sing His praises, praise Him all over the world. All over the world. God's blessing flows to every humble heart. All over the world, His favor shows the longing of His heart. That His people be filled with His great delight and be fully satisfied. Finding their greatest joy in obedience to Christ all over the world. Of the Father, for the honor of His name, for the fullness of His pleasure, for the radiance of His fame. So let the nations rejoice, and let them lift up their voice, and everybody sing His praises, praise Him all over the world. He gave us sight so that we could Of his name, for the fullness of his pleasure, for the radiance of his fame. So let the nations rejoice, let them lift up their voice, and everybody sing his praises, praise him all over the world. For the glory of the Father, for the honor of his name, for the fullness of his pleasure, for the radiance of his fame. So let the nations rejoice, and let them lift up their voice, and everybody sing his praises, praise him all over the world. Can you believe it? That song was recorded in 1996 by Steve Green, a bit of a Calypso style here on A Haven Today called Together for Cuba. Steve Green, all over the world. I'm Charles Morris with Dan Warren. Nowhere in Cuba 
can Christians minister to Christians on the airwaves except through El Falo de Redención. And that's why we're giving you and and others the opportunity to be a missionary with us to Cuba and reach over 11.5 million people there every day. But how can this happen? Dan, Warren, doesn't the government there regulate the airwaves? They do, Charles, but we're not using Cuban airwaves. We're using a 500,000-watt transmitter on Bonaire, a nearby island, hundreds of miles away from Cuba, but near enough to reach the entire island with this massive transmitter. Uh, it's so powerful, the Cuban government can't block it. Uh, and because of its power, it's very expensive for us to send El Fado into Cuba and many other nations in Latin America on this transmitter. So that's why we're asking everyone listening to help us raise $50,000 to cover the cost of broadcasting to all of Cuba through the end of this year. We've already raised several thousand dollars in the past few days. Somebody sent us $10. Somebody sent us $10,000. I want to invite you to pray to the Lord and become part of what the Lord is doing in Cuba through this crucial Spanish ministry. And the signal, as we've also said, doesn't just impact Cuba, but it spreads over the Caribbean and even the far-flung reaches of the Spanish-speaking world. So would you call us after the program? Would you make your gift for whatever the Lord has provided you and laid on your heart to give? Call 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go online and give there. Just let us know you want to give to Cuba, and we'll take it from there. Our web address, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now, we've been talking about the growth of the church in Cuba, this great revival, the biggest revival mm -hmm. in the Western Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. So let's share something that's exciting. They've taken the call of Matthew 28, and they want to take the gospel all across the world. Dan, you ran across somebody not too many months ago. You and I were there when the war broke out in Ukraine just a couple of weeks later. Uh, tell us about what you picked up when we were in Eastern Europe. Well, it was a really fascinating uh, discovery for me. I had talked with some people about reporting from uh, the border there of Poland and Ukraine and wanting to share the story of what was happening with uh, our listeners on El Fado. And someone reached out to me and said, hey, there's, there's a guy that used to go to my church in Cuba, and he lives in Kiev now. And he married and works there. Uh, he didn't go as a missionary, but he took the gospel with him to Ukraine as a believer in Christ. And so we were able to contact him and you know, I was messaging him through uh, a different apps, trying to get a hold of him. And he sent me a, a text message and said, I'm sorry, I didn't get back to you right away. I was filling sandbags for the war. So you can just imagine uh, the circumstances that he was going through. But he shared his trust in the Lord, even though he was hearing missiles strike nearby his home in his neighborhood. But he was trusting in the Lord. And he, he talked about how he was able to show uh, the love of Christ to his friends and neighbors, even in the middle of such a, a very difficult circumstance. So I thought that was really encouraging that he's not a professional missionary. He's just a believer in Jesus who left Cuba, but took the hope of Christ with him and was able to minister to people he knew in Ukraine. And Dan, of course, it's not just people who have gone. 
uh, and become missionaries after they arrived. It's also people who've been sent from Cuba mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. go and share the gospel other places. Absolutely. We, we've we really discovered a very gospel-centered and missions-oriented uh, heart in the Cuban church. Uh, we spoke with one pastor. His name is Pastor Carel, and his church wants to send missionaries to many countries. They're very missions-minded. Uh, they believe that even in the context they're in in Cuba, they should be sending missionaries locally across the island, and they should be sending missionaries globally and planting churches. This is a, a major emphasis of Pastor Carell's church. Uh, Pastor Carell says that prayer is what is so essential. It's vital for the work of missions. Pero Dios no puede faltar en un movimiento de plantación de iglesia la oración, la dependencia de Dios, la estrategia del Espíritu Santo. Jesus cannot be missing. In every church planting movement, prayer and dependence on God, dependence on the Holy Spirit, we are all simply instruments in God's hands. God uses insignificant people for his glorious plan of eternal significance, all for his glory. Doesn't that kind of instill the fervor of the Lord to hear that story from mm. Pastor Carell? Well, I mentioned where we were going to go in Scripture. It comes at the very end of Matthew. A significant passage related to our Lord Jesus saying goodbye. He's died on the cross. He's risen from the grave. He's appeared and ministered on numerous occasions over 40 days. Jesus came one last time to the 11 disciples, and he gave them a message, and he gave them instructions. What now? What's next? And the work for growing his church is about to begin. Dan, Warren, let's share this passage that most Christians know so well. Why don't we just share this from the very end of Matthew 28? Sure. Starting in Matthew twenty-eight sixteen, we read, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Mm. And let's just pause for a moment as we share this significant passage ending Matthew's gospel. That's the where, and disciples were still doubting. We just heard Jesus showing up once again, and then he reminds them from where his authority came. That's what you just read, Dan. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now we reach the what. So Dan, just pick it up again for the final two verses ending the book. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Mm. What you just read is what Christians through the centuries have called the Great Commission. That's our calling. That's the mandate Christ left as he was going away to prepare a future place for us, And he promised to send his spirit to live with and in his people until he returns. Dan, I think we ought to ponder more over this great commission. One thing that stands out as you read those final two verses is the Godhead, the Trinity. Mm -hmm. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. What's our takeaway from this? And what was he telling not just the 11 back then, but future disciples like those in Cuba and all of us everywhere. 
You know, when I think of the Great Commission, Charles, and what's happening in Cuba, it's amazing to me to think of it's not just moments like we heard with Pastor Javier and starting a church in a container where people will meet Jesus and be taught, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, taught to observe everything that we're commanded, but it's also this heart for the nations. It reminds us of Acts chapter 1, where uh, Jesus tells his disciples, wait here, you will receive power from on high. The Holy Spirit, of course, is going to be sent down on his people at Pentecost. And then you will be my witnesses. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. Now, that's something that happened in history. The gospel reaching Cuba is the gospel reaching the ends of the earth. But you can also see that same progression, even as the Cuban church thinks through what is our calling and mission. It's not just to Havana, but it's beyond Havana. It's to the rest of the island. And it's not just to the rest of the island, but it's to the nations where we can go and we can impact others with what we've learned of Jesus in our country. And we can take that gospel to others so that even in the furthest reaches of the earth, a Cuban living in Ukraine, someone serving in the Middle East, where I know a lot of Cuban missionaries go, Cubans are reaching people for Jesus all around the globe, all born out of this revival happening on the island. And that's, that's something that's very encouraging to me. What a mighty message we have to share. Todos necesitan amor que nunca falla. Heroes and guns
Well, in English and Spanish, the English by Hillsong, the Spanish by Samaritan Revival. You've heard this before, Mighty to Save, here in this haven today, together for Cuba. Dan Warren with me today. Some people have asked me if El Fado de Redención is simply a revoicing of what we do here on the English broadcast, but that's not what we're doing. You're creating all new content, aren't you, in Espanol? That's right, in Espanol, Carlos. Um, El Faro is an original program daily airing in Cuba. It's designed to equip the Cuban church to be effective for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the Great Commission. Uh, but we discovered very quickly that we have so much to learn from our Cuban brothers and sisters. So we share uh, many, many stories of Cuban Christians on El Fado, uh, local Christians joining us on the program. There's nothing else like this really uh, in Cuba, certainly, and even in the world where Cubans have this space to share their faith with others in the Spanish-speaking world. So I think that's why it's expanded uh, even beyond Cuba to many, many countries uh, throughout the world where Spanish speakers want to learn from their brothers and sisters in Cuba. And that's why we're asking everybody with us today to our English program to join with El Faro and the Spanish ministry going forth every day to help be part of this gospel endeavor. So... Why don't I ask you right now, will you be part of what the Lord is doing through Haven's broadcast into Cuba? We need to raise $50,000 to cover the cost of broadcasting to all of Cuba through the end of this year. It's not inexpensive to reach that island nation of 11 and a half million people. That transmitter we use to cover all of Cuba is on another Caribbean island takes a lot of electricity for 500,000 watts of a signal. So I'm just so thankful. Less than 24 hours ago, someone sent us $10. I believe they prayed before they sent that. Someone else sent $10,000. I believe they prayed before they sent that. Whatever the Lord has blessed you with, whatever he lays on your heart after you pray. Would you be part of the gospel reaching Cuba with the good news of Jesus Christ? It'll make an impact not just on Cuba. It'll make an impact through the Spanish-speaking world. You just need to pray and then call us right now. Tell us you want to give to Cuba. That's all you need to say. And the number you can call is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can go online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you wanted to, but just didn't get to, we still have Reading the Bible Through the Jesus Lens, a very helpful Bible study resource. Read about it online. Ask about it when you call. I'm Charles Morris with Dan Warren. Thank you so very much for joining us. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share in this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Frustration. We all experience it. You try to accomplish something only to be met by failure. Maybe your garden didn't produce the crop 
or the studying you did for your spelling test still left you with a C minus. Sometimes things don't go our way no matter how hard we try. We aren't the first to experience this. In Isaiah 26, the people of Judah were crying out to the Lord. They were in labor, but they had given birth to the wind. God is able to do what they cannot, however. He says through Isaiah, your dead shall live, their bodies shall rise, the earth will give birth to the dead. Yahweh can even resurrect the dead who are buried in the earth. Anchor Devotional is available in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.